Welcome back to Merely Roleplayers, where theatrical people play role-playing games. Act 2 of Parallax Core will begin shortly, so please finalise all bets with your neighbours about who will fire Chekhov's laser gun in the final act. The Impulse Drive Kickstarter is over. I hope you made your pledge in time, so you'll be one of the first to get the finished book of this game of misfits and spaceships we're playing. We're not affiliated with the game or the Kickstarter campaign in any official way, I just came across Impulse Drive when I was looking for a space adventure game for us to play, tweeted Adrian Doan to ask if he minded people playing his game on podcasts, and we realised our release dates were going to line up with the Kickstarter at least a little bit. You could say the stars aligned. Congratulations to Adrian and everyone who's working with him on this game. We're having tons of fun playing it, and it's great that lots more players are going to get that chance. This Sunday, the 28th of October, I'll be at MCM London Comic Con with a few other members of the Mealy Roleplayers company. If you're going too and you'd like to say hi, just ping me on Twitter at Mealy Roleplay or at Mealy MJ. It's okay if you're really going along to see the cast of Critical Role. That's why we're all going too. But first, seal those bets and settle down. The company will return to the stage for Parallax Core Act 2, after this from our friends in the RPG Casts community. A long, long time ago, in a land far away named Phylor, there were four legendary adventurers. We are the adventurous four, renowned across the land. Using their cunning and strength, the party defeats many monsters and saves many lives. Nick takes a fairy blade and stabs it into his other eyeball. Oh Oh my my god! Can, can Hugo jump on my back? Do I cast Expeditious Retreat? So yeah. Like, uh, can Bob roll a d20 for me? I don't like that. I, I don't like how you ask that. D20 business. What if I rolled a one? What if I told you I just rolled a one? Come and join us weekly at How the Quest Was Won. Found anywhere where podcasts are located. Purchase not necessary. No real magic was used in the making of this podcast. The story so far. You are Blackshaw. A ragtag group of interstellar entertainers who would be muddling along minding your own galactic business, except that the core conclave have decided that your work is somehow subversive. This is Captain Malia Voidrunner of the CCV Cease and Desist. Hi Malia! Be sure that we're keeping an eye on you. One foot out of line, that's all it's going to take. Hey Staron. As somebody that, that the glitches need transporting, pick this person up from Valia, drop them off at Warren's World. Uh, this is uh, Valia Planetary Authority to shuttle Warbler. The Warbler appears to be a short-range shuttle. Uh, where is your mothership? Uh, we have uh, departed from a mainline passenger ship. You spot an individual, um, and they're kind of conspicuous because they look very nervous, and because the hat and shoes, which are the signal, are all the clothes that they are wearing. Oh boy. <laughs> Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we're all merely players. <laughs> Uh, the the individual jumps. <laughs> <laughs> it's very on edge. 
but just about collects themselves and, and says, uh, yes, but it might be a bit of a circuitous route. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine with us. Please follow me. And I'm going to walk behind them. Uh-huh. You're in front. Yeah. Then we've got this guy yeah. <laughs> thing in the middle. Flank. And me at the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're looking to just exit and ask questions later. Yeah. I think just get this. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Onto the ship. <laughs> uh, there are patrols around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to make you roll to like make a clean getaway yep. to, back to the ship. But um, because you're acting on information that Ellie has scoped out. Uh, you have advantage on Real. this. So this is going to be calculating. You're, you're trying to keep your cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who would like to lead on this? Yep, me. Well, you're in the front. You're I'm in, in the front. back, just looking around. Real. Uh Wow, okay, yep. It's 13 again. Awesome. Okay, you do it with minimal cost. Hey, hey. Uh, so I um, casually just walk out of the shop as if I'm uh, just uh, waiting for my friend. Um, have a little look around and note that the patrols are at their blind spot point. So they're on a, a sort of changeover pathway. Um, and I nod back to, to Dave and our new friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and we move at a fast but not uh, conspicuous pace <laughs> past all of the kiosks. Um, I act as though I'm sort of slightly interested in the stuff as I'm walking past. I'm taking photos like a tourist, like I'm yeah. having the best time ever, yeah. looking around. Yeah, uh, and um, we make our way past um, like a, a space patisserie, a space sunglasses hut, <laughs> a, a space cheese stand, uh, all the classic places mm-hmm. uh, a lot of cheese stands at airports mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah ports. yeah loads <laughs> uh and get to um basically what what looks like a, a service door which is not alarmed or locked um and um head back towards uh the space parking area <laughs> the honeycomb <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you make it back to the warbler in mm-hmm. its uh in its alcove in the honeycomb um, and the the uh, your contact visibly relaxes once they are aboard your ship, and the the door closes behind the like the bay doors close behind them. What noise do the bay doors make? <laughs> They're a bit slower than the ones on the ship. <laughs> and more wafty. <laughs> Very windy doors. So Ellie, these doors are really windy. Can you yeah. please sort them out? <laughs> That's because I just WD forty them. They're supposed to sound like that. Thank you for. For your help here, uh, you've navigated that situation very competently. I have great faith that you'll get me where I need to go. What can we say? We're professionals now. Friend, gotta ask, what's your name? <laughs> we haven't been told much about you, and I want to know what to call you, should we need to talk later. So that he can make up a million different <laughs> stupid nicknames for you. That's and I nicknames. hope you like nicknames, because you're going to get one. <laughs> nicknames in my culture are actually very, uh, very, comp- it's a big compliment to be given a nickname. It means that we're, we're very close. Good job. <laughs> Prepare to get close. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> are you having this whole conversation in the bay, in the shuttle bay, or are you, like, moving to a more comfortable area of the ship? Did we get, we were back on, on the... You're back on the shuttle. The shuttle, yeah. yeah. So we, I imagine you're piloting like, then, aren't you? I'm, yeah, I'm piloting, like, passing, like talking over the you my shoulder can't, at them. You can't take off yet. Oh no, oh, I'm in my pilot have... seat. <laughs> you need to wait for clearance. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all the checks. And I imagine there's some like brown leather sofas down the middle, 
that um, our friend is reclined in. <laughs> yeah, I reckon he's more like nervously, like on an edge of a sofa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, he's. I in my head, he's fairly big. Mm. So oh, now, yeah. now that they're, they're more relaxed, um, yeah, mm. the limbs are unfolding. So spreading out over the the brown leather sofa. Yeah, <laughs> he's kicked off the the shoes and taken <laughs> off the hat. And yeah, it seems much more at ease now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, uh, my my name is uh, my name is Swick Tack Lang. I'm pardon. Swick Tack Lang. Spit. <laughs> Tat. Swit. <laughs> Tack. <laughs> Lang. All right, Rowan Atkinson. Calm down. <laughs> and what are your names? Uh, well, I'm I'm Captain David. <laughs> He's Dave. I'm Ellie. Hello. Pleased to make your acquaintance. And I don't think I've met anyone quite like you, Spiffy Wicky. <laughs> Where are you from? Oh, I, I, I need to get used to not telling people things like that. So I, I, I'm starting a new life, you see. So is... is Just testing you. It's very good, Dave. Is Swick your newly assumed name or your original name? Uh, that's my original name. I'm going, to be, uh, I'm going to be assuming a new one. Which is what? Because we should probably call you that. Um, it's, it's Bing... Tack peel. Okay, so not a huge departure. I it assume Tack is the uh, is part of your culture's naming. It, it would be very strange for a member of my species not to have a Tack in the middle of the name. Oh, I see. It would be very conspicuous. I mean, I know. <laughs> Presumably. So, would you prefer that I keep Tack in the middle of your nicknames, or are you okay with me dropping the Tack for our nicknames? For nicknames, it's fine to drop it. Perfect. Because I'm going to call you Bing Peel. <laughs> How how are you doing? I know sometimes going into Wipro means that you have been through a rough old time. Uh, I, I, I've been lucky in that I haven't been caught yet, but it's certainly been an upheaval to my life to to have to, to leave everything behind and, and to be always looking over my shoulders and elbows mm. and other, <laughs> other arm joints yeah. to yeah. see what might be chasing me. And is there any context you can give us that might be helpful for us to protect you as to why it is that you've got to go undercover, undercover I, into witness protection? I would love to tell you all about it, but I'd rather not do it while we're still on this conclave-controlled planet. I'd like to do it once we get once we get on our way. Okay, if that's all right. All right. Would you like to try and offload your cargo here? I I think my feeling was that because we know it's quite a heavily conch area. To, it would have to be too legitimate for what I want to do with it, so I'm gonna. I would be not planning to offload it here. You want to do something not legitimate with our legitimate cargo? Potentially. Okay. <laughs> this is a hook. I'm intrigued. Uh, this is, this this is, is part of my hook, which is that I can't resist complex deception. Okay. So um, that's why okay. that I wouldn't want to just get a normal price for what we're trying to sell. I want it to be. I want to pretend it's worth more. If this is a, if this, if you two would disagree on this, I'd mm. love to hear that play out, okay. like, as it would in the world. You're on board, though, right? No, I'm physically on board this <laughs> this vessel, but I'm not on board with your ridiculous plan. The whole point of choosing something that was going to be an inconspicuous <laughs> cargo, a cheap, boring cargo, was that we would be able to unload it without any suspicion. But we're going somewhere that doesn't know that Quark is just made out of boring old rocks. And these rocks could be diamonds. You think we're going to fool the people of the planet we're going to? Quarren's world? Yeah, I've been to Quarren's world. Quarren's an idiot. 
Warren's what <laughs> I don't know who you've been mixing with, but I don't know many entities that are going to believe <laughs> that what we've got on board here is worth anything. You see me convince people, I'm well convincing. Yeah, I've also seen you fail to convince <laughs> people and the consequences. But we, we could be rich! We've got precious passenger on board. We can't afford okay, to be Okay, so we to agreed to drop off the passenger first. No! Then no. try to sell them. Look, how about we, we get rid of this legitimate boring cargo now, because we're, we're parked in a trading port, like, right now. All we need to do is press the little trade button and then we can just offload in this parking bay and they transfer us the money and we, we take off all done. I know that's not exciting, but that's that's a payday. And then once we've offloaded this passenger, we can then maybe see if there's some interesting trading to be done when we're actually on Quarren's World. So in Quarren's World, you will let me pick up some illegal cargo, is what I'm hearing. I'm saying I'm open to that plan. That's a yes. <laughs> uh, now there is actually, if you want to, you can actually roll to manipulate Dave on this, which might mean that you can get like an advantage from actually accepting it rather than it just being played out. Okay. So I think it would be interesting to do that. All right. Which isn't one of your hooks about teaching me to not be an idiot, or is that? Yeah, Dave's impulsiveness causes nothing but trouble. <laughs> I will teach him discretion. Awesome. Okay. In which case, you're rolling at disadvantage. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. You can't teach me. <laughs> Uh, cool. So you're rolling uh, slick. So okay. disc. Oh, well, oh they're, they're all, all the fours. Same. So eight. So either you can make it so if Dave does what you want, he gets to mark as if he's done a failure, or he has to roll to refuse uh, no. at a disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna get what I want, but he gets a, a fail point, um, which means I'm going to get a new thing. Yeah, I've got two moves that I'm interested in. It's between being a crack piler, which I've already proved I'm very good at. <laughs> you proved you're mediocre on or both occasions. having universal sex appeal. Oh boy, howdy. <laughs> which is definitely the one I'm going to have. <laughs> I am now universally attractive. <laughs> Tell us how, remind me how this works. So my appeal is undeniable and near universal. So it's nearly universal. When I turn on my charm, I can always make someone attracted to me or unsettled by me. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on their reaction, I can use a promise of affection or distance to exchange when I manipulate them. So I've won that argument. And, and it's made me sexy. <laughs> we're going <gonna, laughs> to offload this boring, cheap rock yeah. cargo. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you get on... I think you're right that you can just do this kind of over comms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you just roll 2d6, because this is boring cargo, you don't get to add anything. Okay. Boring cargo. Uh, nine. You can offload it, but you can only get paid in kind. <laughs> so you can't... You won't get money for it, you just <laughs> get... get more rocks. This is no, no, you get, like, <laughs> stuff to trade, so it might not okay. be rocks. Like, you're on kind of, like, the trading chat room yeah, on your sure. ship. Yeah, or shuttle, and they're like, we'll give console. you some glass for your rocks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're like, yeah, they're, you, get, you get plenty of offers, but none of them are offers of straight guilders. Yeah. They're all offers of Bartering. other things that yeah. you might be able to trade. Okay. I think this place being conclave-controlled is pretty suspicious of you, so roll and subtract one. Oh, Okay, 11. Nice. Okay, Whoa. there's plenty to choose from. You can get cheap cargo again. You can get contraband. Yeah. And this time you have the option of valuable cargo. Uh, it's worth a lot, mm -hmm. so much that somebody might try to steal it. Mm -hmm. But when you sell it, uh, you roll like the selling move at advantage. Okay. So you're more likely to I get reckon valuable. 
Yeah, um, that sounds perfect. Okay, valuable, okay. please. All right, what is it? Can you like luxury items? Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh Jesus. A so, hole full of space dogs. Traded space rocks dogs. for dogs. Okay, fine. Yeah, they're like um, designer dogs. Yeah. Designer space dogs. Because <laughs> oh, the person's it. like, uh, I will take anything over these designer space dogs. Please, can I have your rocks? <laughs> and Tilly is livid. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Tilly the space cat is yeah. also... Uh, did, did you bring Tilly down? No, or is no, Tilly's, no. Tilly's back she aboard stays, the she, she was sleeping. I figured that having a space cat with me might draw attention. <laughs> Alright. Um, <laughs> as you complete the trade, the Planetary Authority hails you again. Uh, this is Vania, Planetary Authority to Shuttle Warbler. Hi. Uh, we're trying to clear you a, a takeoff slot, a takeoff trajectory, but um, it appears that your mothership hasn't pulled back round again yet. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, are, are, you planning, are you planning a long stay? I see that you've put in for a, a slot, but uh, you don't appear to have anywhere to go. Uh, no problem. Um, we are going to be... Um, we're just going to go and visit some friends in a different city. Do you want to fly somewhere else away yeah, from this Yeah, we're port? looking for um, a transfer to a different port. Ah, so you, you don't need to break orbit. This no. is a sub- suborbital trajectory. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, I'm like, I'm not sure that's the plan I would go with, but Dave said it now, so... Uh, that's no problem. I can clear you for suborbital flight straight away. Thanks, mate. And a creden- I give you two thumbs up. <laughs> and you see that credentials are transferred that allow you to take off uh, from the spaceport, yeah. uh, but do not give you authorization necessarily <laughs> to break orbit. Okay, you are going to have to punch it out of there. On it. <laughs> God. I drive the spaceship to directly underneath our spaceship at suborbit. Then I literally point it straight up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a hail comes over the <laughs> over the communit from the planetary authority. Do you answer it? Nope. I punch it as fast as I can straight up. Roll. I think. Um. I, I think this is volatile. It really is. <laughs> Not good. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, okay, you can make it out of orbit, mm-hmm. um, but you pick up a bit of an escort on the way. The Planetary mm-hmm. Authority launches a couple of light fighters sure to chase you down on your way out. Uh, so you make it uh, you make it out of the atmosphere with a couple of <sighs> light uh, conclave insignia'd fighters uh, on your tail. The Wren is within uh, distance. You can get there pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, but you do have these fighters on your tail, and they are like the comm unit is flashing with lots of different hails mm-hmm. from people trying to get you to stop. I've got an idea, but I don't think you're going to like it. What's your idea? I was going to just jettison the dogs so they just spray we out behind just us. just bought those! It'll scramble their sensors and we'll be scot free. Easy peasy. Oh, God. But if you say no, I'm happy to go for it. I'm just saying. Can we hold back a few? <laughs> Can we just send some? <laughs> half the dogs out yeah, of the bag. Half the dogs. <laughs> uh, you you can if you jettison half the dogs. I'll say that when you try and sell them, you'll be at disadvantage. Okay, uh, I jettison oh half the dogs. <laughs> I can't believe we're doing this. They've all got little space helmets on. They'll be fine. The shuttle bay doors <laughs> open. And I think you're going to have to roll to because we're getting into orbital mechanics here to mm-hmm. so make sure that you actually do jettison them in a way that's going to get in the way of the yeah, fighters. Of course. Yeah. Um, so let's make this uh, slick. It sounds pretty slick, doesn't it? 
six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> so the the half of the dogs, I pushed them in. Well, from no. my driving seat, <laughs> I pushed them out the back doors. We're all strapped down, so we're fine. Okay. Push them out in the perfect trajectory for them to start colliding into the, the other ships. Not in a way that pops the dogs. They just had to hit the windshields. <laughs> and the drivers of the other spaceships are like, whoa, what's going on? All these dogs are hitting all It's raining dogs. I was going to say, like, the little doggy space helmets aren't going to help if they're, like, bug splatting <laughs> yeah. on the windshield. Yeah, they're not going that fast. It's just because we're, we're suborbital now. We're out, we're out, we're out, we're out of, out of, out of so they're Yeah, so they're... Oh, they would be falling towards the ground pretty fast. <laughs> they're in vacuum. <laughs> they'd be yeah, orbiting. Be... Yeah, they'd be fine. So yeah, they're just they're just there, and they just clonk into the other spaceships. And, I think, I think what happens them. is in the in the procedural manual mm-hmm. uh, for these people, rescuing people who fall like beings who've fallen overboard takes precedence over chasing yeah. people mm-hmm. with no yeah. authorization. So all of the yeah the the weird the conclave police people in these cars are like, we need to save the dogs. <laughs> Space RSPCA. So they're like they're launching docking nets yeah. to try and uh, catch all of the the floating dogs. <laughs> Perfect. And then I gracefully glide the warbler into the wren. Yes, you do. That yes, that buys you plenty of time to get uh, back aboard the wren. The wren is going to take uh, at least a few moments for the drive to spool up uh, mm. for you to get out of here. Um, I'm reassuring bagpipes that everything is fine. <laughs> bagpipes. Did you see what I just? Did you see that? That was good, right? The the creatures will they will they be all right? This planet loves dogs. Those policemen are going to be all over that. Basically, I've given them gifts. If anything, in my they... short in my short stay on on Valier, I did notice that everybody had at least three dogs. Exactly. Those policemen are going to be made up. I've made policemen happy. I've made you happy. I've made Ellie happy. Yeah. All right, Dave. <laughs> on this occasion, you have made quite a good bit of things but can we can we stop the self oh should i go and drive this is the <laughs> the rent now yes get okay. on with it please i'm gonna head and start doing those things, okay. the preparations all right roll slick to see if you can act quickly before anything else occurs uh 11 um you start noticing that like um broadcasts are happening on a wide band frequency mm-hmm. just to catch anybody they mm-hmm. don't know you're there but you're still picking up the the hails that are basically like trying to lock down the orbital space and the fighters have returned to land with their dogs <laughs> but there are other ships already in orbit that right. the message has been passed on to that are moving to try and blockade mm-hmm. the planet. But with that role, yeah. uh, you know that this is happening, but mm-hmm. you have enough time to try and drive off to book it. And is Quarren's World a simple one jump away, or are it's we going to have to make a couple? So I'm going to plug those coordinates in, bloop, 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 and hit the drive shaft <laughs> the interdrive the, the drill, <laughs> drill space, space drive. drive okay and the the drive spools up the, the, the drill space drive on the front of the wren mm-hmm. spins the pink, pink. aura uh, surrounds the ship and it launches itself out of real space rolls pump as I go <laughs> Seven. <laughs> it takes Every time. a while. 
<laughs> I get the nose completely stuck in time for a bit. <laughs> uh, and I think it takes it takes long enough that you have time to have any conversations that you would like to have with uh, your passenger. I'm going to let Ellie talk to um, the passenger whilst I'm really concentrating on not <laughs> completely crashing this spaceship. So, Swick, can you tell us a bit about um, what's brought you to this point? Yes. Is the oh? Is, does time usually go this this wobbly when you're when you're in drill space? Only when Dave's driving. Now, now. <laughs> I've I have been aboard drill space vessels before, and it has never been quite like this. Yes, he, he, Dave has a unique style of driving. I feel like I can see my past lives. <laughs> yeah, you'll get used to that. Yep. Don't worry. Uh, it seems that my my real life is almost like a past life now that I am leaving it behind. I, I I was a technician in the structure, you see. The structure itself, the home of the core conclave at the core of the galaxy. Okay. I was a technician on the equipment that maintains the simulation. Okay. What do, what do you know of the the core of the galaxy? Uh, not, not, uh, ooh, I probably know some. Uh, yes, so you can roll calculating. The, uh, the game calls the move share expertise. So it's roll calculating. Eight. I want to know, from Swick's point of view, as an informed technician, what is the accepted origin story of the core? At the centre of the galaxy is a cluster of ultramassive black holes. It is theorised that they have always been there or that they formed very very early at the birth of the universe. But it is, it is what, what the Conclave have done with them that is, that is interesting. They have armoured the core in a, a, a physical structure of, of metal and strange alloys. Uh, it, it, the, the origin of the structure is, is simply through, through effort and ingenuity of, of sentient races. It was built to form a fortress at the centre of the galaxy. I guess also whether there was any sort of myths and legends around if like there was some superior being mm-hmm. that clustered the black holes mm-hmm. there or I don't take stock in these obviously as a as a, a, a scientific being but there are legends and there are theories uh, and mystical ideas around the ultramassive black holes allow access to protomatter you see to protospace the raw stuff of reality it is said that this is a substance unobservable by sentient life, because simply by observing it, we shape it through our consciousness. And as such, it is a, a matter with almost infinite cosmic potential. Complex stuff. My second question is, does the constructed part of the core that's controlled by the conks, does that... I'm glad that's <laughs> kicking off. Yeah, that's happening. <laughs> Uh, does it have any key weaknesses? It is, it, it is the most secure area in the entire galaxy, of course. That is why they do all of their, their main operations there. That's why the sim- There's one reason the simulation is controlled from there. The other is access to that proto-matter of which mm. I spoke. One reason that the structure is so secure is that uh, the energies, the exotic energies given off by the, the, the cluster mean that only a protomatter drive can enter the structure. A drill space drive such as yours would not be able to penetrate into the structure. Uh, only a protomatter drive such as the Conclave ships use would be able to, right. to get in. 
Um, so I suppose the weakness would be that if, if one were to obtain a vessel with a protomatter drive or somehow reverse engineer one, that one might be able to faster than light travel and, and manifest your vessel back in immediately inside the structure and bypass the, their securities that way. That's very interesting stuff. I don't like hearing anything that's telling me that my Ren can't penetrate something. I've had this baby penetrate pretty much oh everything. But, uh, but of course, the, luckily, we do not want to enter the structure. This is where I'm running from. You see, I, um, I discovered that the protomatter that, uh, th- that they are feeding the simulation on, I warned them that it would have strange effects. To run such a complex routine as a simulation of the entire galaxy and everyone and everything in it, on a machine connected so intimately with the raw stuff of reality is dangerous, I told them. So what's, what have the side effects been? Uh, I don't know what they will be, but I, I, I warned them that it would that they were meddling with things they could not possibly understand. Is there a danger that if they're putting together simulations using protomatter, that they could actually start making the things they put into simulations happen in reality? If you believe the theory about protomatter, then that is one of the possibilities. Mm. Uh, we simply do not understand the interaction of protomatter with uh, with uh, the normal stuff of reality. They are meddling with things that are dangerous simply by being unknown. And you voiced those concerns, which is why you ousted. Uh, yes, I voiced those concerns. Uh, they went. They went nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, within the bureaucracy of the conclave, uh, I was simply ignored. And so I took my concerns to the wide public channels. Uh, but before my message could get out, I was targeted and had to... Thankfully, the glitches contacted me and helped me go underground. Good story, Bing. Nice that you're okay. Sounds like it's been pretty scary. Thank you, David O. <laughs> Good job, Bingy Bing. <laughs> oh, Bingy boy. All right, if you guys can stop bromancing, uh, let's... Um, <laughs> should we do something useful? I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get those dogs ready for sale. <laughs> do you want to charge? try and charge up our... Yes, I should do a recharge. Um, recharge the shield, the stealth drive. The shh drive. The shh drive. <laughs> uh, Swift, I assume you know your way around uh, a stealth drive. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, this is quite an old model, but yes, the principles are always the same. Yeah. Bingy, I'm... stop ragging on my ship. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like it. It's an old model, but I think uh, far more beautiful than the new tat you get now. Oh well, I suppose the proof is in the is in the functioning. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's not great. Okay, <laughs> okay. So we need to sort out the uh, the auxiliary cabling here. So if you can just um, uh, polarize the the temporal cable at the end there, um, I'll uh, I'll reboot the capacitor and then the matrix should be uh, all lined up and uh, good to go. Uh, negative or, or positive polarization? Uh, oh, negative. Oh, of course. Yes. Silly of me. It's obviously been a while since you've uh, been looking at these, but I mean, it's not really where you're working on the day-to-day basis, is it? Nine. Yep, you do it. Stealth drive re-engaged. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Shout next up, Quarren's work. crash out of drill space in a 
perfect <laughs> parking maneuver. Handbrake turn. Backwards, going forward in time. Yes, a, a little behind schedule. <laughs> you find yourselves in orbit around Quarren's world. Quarren's world is uh, much less built up than Valia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a bit more of like a, a scrubby frontier sort of planet. A lot of it is water. There's not a huge amount of land. Uh, and what land there is, is scrubby desert land. It's a little bit of a sort of a Wild West kind of world. Lucky bagpipes. What a place to start his new life. <laughs> it is much more out of the way than Valia was. Uh, the Conclave presence is much smaller. A perfect place to pretend to sell things. Uh, well, I do a sweet handbrake turn in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to hide our shit this time. Yeah. What could go wrong? Oh, great. I love it when you say that. <laughs> I assume we've got some coordinates from um, our friend Stralen. I mean, there's basically only one place with the facilities to land on this planet. Let's go there. Okay. It's imaginatively named Quarren's Town. Oh boy. I think this Quarren likes himself, or liked themselves. Mm. Who knows if they're around, or if they're a man, or a woman, or a person, or an alien. <laughs> yep. Quarren. You're Let's really, go. <laughs> really comfortable bases there, Dave. Uh, yeah, so we're going to uh, get Bing Tack Peel, as he is now called. Yep. His new name, remember bing. that? Bing, Don't bing, call bing. him Swick on bing, this bing, planet bing. or we will be in trouble. Bing. Bing, bing, bingity bing. Bing, remember your name, bing. I will do, my friend Daffy David. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are getting on so well, bing. Oh, we are going to be best friends forever. Nailing the nicknaming. <laughs> and we usher him into a, back into his leather, brown leather chair and we drive the warbler down. <laughs> Cool, yeah, so you make re-entry uh, through the atmosphere. It has uh, a sort of, a ple- the planet has a pleasant sort of turquoise sky uh, with a few wispy clouds. The uh, you, you fly over dusty scrubland mm-hmm. uh, and towards a large but pretty low-tech settlement. There's a lot of stone and wooden buildings, mm-hmm. some brick, uh, not a lot of like high-tech polymers being used here. But there is a series of shuttle landing pads uh, where you can land. And there is a small like customs party that meets you at the landing pad. I say, do you want to buy some dogs? <laughs> In the customs party, standing uh, no. at the head of the party, one leg slightly out front, like a bit of a power stance, mm. arms folded, in a long black jacket that flaps in the breeze, is somebody that you recognise, David. Uh oh. Describe Meredith Penwhistle, please. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, Meredith is a uh, force to be reckoned with. She is about nine foot tall. Looks like a really stern person. <laughs> but not just, like, her whole face is basically a sharp triangle. <laughs> And she's and, a snake person, isn't she? Yeah. She has these really small, tiny mm-hmm. eyes. Uh, I described legs, so I guess she's like... She I is, think they could be bipedal snakes. Yeah, re- reptilian, but she has like a big, like a snake tail that mm-hmm. spreads out along the ground behind her, yeah. um, emerging from the long coat. Mm-hmm. As you step off the shuttle, she spreads her arms wide and she says, David, David, David. I wave. <laughs> smile. <laughs> I never thought the day would come when you would walk into my city so willingly. I did not know it was your city, but I I know I did know. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> oh, you haven't been keeping tabs? I'm the mayor mm, here. Yeah. You ha- I've been keeping wow. tabs on you. I'm going up in the world. Oh, it looks right. like you're still grubbing in the gutter. 
I'm going parallel <laughs> to the world. Um, hi, yep, I've come to give you what I owe. I hope she likes dogs. I hope you like dogs. <laughs> Her face creases into a frown. Dogs. Mm-hmm. Is that supposed to be funny? After what happened last time we met. <laughs> oh no, what happened? <laughs> like snake skin. I was letting Ellie know. So Ellie, this, this happened. This yeah. is why I thought dogs. Is that you know that snake skins can come off. Mm-hmm. She, I had a dog called Rupity Poopity. <laughs> and Rupity <laughs> bit her tail and ran and pulled off like six layers of skin. And it took her ages to get them back. And she is still harbouring a grudge about that and the spaceship that I may have borrowed for a little bit. So the dogs were a bad choice, Ellie. Why did you get dogs? Yeah, thanks, Dave. (laughs) Uh, Also, for um, the purpose of the game, I am definitely going to be operating under my hook here for any next role to be at a disadvantage, won't it? Because I owe her a lot and I'm scared of her. Now I've uh, I got wind that you might have business here on my world. Seems you spent long enough in drill space in that rust bucket of yours that uh, the news managed to travel faster than you. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I had a little bit of a, a drag. Don't worry, it's a, it's a whole thing. Don't worry about it, Meredith. It's fine. <laughs> so uh, I thought that this would be a good chance to get what I owe from you. Mm-hmm. You owe me a ship. And I intend to take some of your hide as well. You've been listening to Merely Role Players. You can look us up wherever you find podcasts, on Twitter at Merely Roleplay, and at facebook.com slash Merely Roleplayers. Reviews and kind words are all very much appreciated, and we hope you'll join us again for our next episode.